My name is Richard Covington, and welcome back to Dialysis Diaries. Today I wanted to share with you a conversation that was had in the dialysis unit that I attend three times a week. I go in early in the morning, usually around five o'clock, and there's a group of us there that are, you know, the early birds, we get up, we come out early, and we sit and wait for them to call us in. Some days quick, fast, and in a hurry, some days it takes a little time, but while we're sitting there, we're talking. Sometimes it's just trivial stuff, kids, grandkids, family, went to the doctor this week. And then other times it's a little more serious. What's going on and what's happening with us. There's a patient there that just had hip surgery. He's been waiting for this surgery for a while. um, Because he's got an issue with his hips. And he came in and wasn't necessarily excited but happy that he had the surgery done. Because it gives him the ability to begin to get back to a level of activity or physical ability that he enjoyed. Um, He walks quite painfully, uh, uncomfortably uh, with a walker. And he walked before with a cane. But one of the things, he got up, went to the bathroom, came back a few minutes later, and mentioned that he was concerned that his ability to urinate was diminishing. And then we have another gentleman in the dialysis unit who's been doing this for a very long time and has had a transplant that, uh, due to some other issues that he had, didn't really work out as best as you would like. And he mentioned to him that he was going to lose that ability to urinate um, over time because he's on dialysis. Sometimes people tell you you never forget certain things and the look on the hip guy, the guy with the hip issues face when he was told he was going to lose the ability or lose the, the uh, strength however you want to phrase it, to urinate, was, it was painful to watch. That, 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 what? Are you serious? He was floored. And he began cursing, and this is not right, and that's not going to happen to me, and blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking to myself, I know somebody had to tell you this was going to happen if you're seeing doctors. And I shared this with my wife. And my wife said something really interesting to me. And this is not a dig on anybody. But she said, you know, when you were in the hospital, they would ask you if you make urine. She said, I bet you if you ask him if he made urine... He would remember the question, but not really remember how he answered it. 
because people don't necessarily associate pee and urine on an intellectual level when you go when you're in the hood <laughs> and so I thought about it and I could see it happening I hope that's not the case but I could see it happening so I decided to share this particular podcast story with you because I want to let people know who are entering in dialysis or on dialysis or maybe trying to avoid dialysis, that there are going to be changes to your body um, as you experience the dialysis lifestyle, as you eat better or eat worse. But with all things, there's a change to your body because of your doing it. Um, when I started dialysis, I was much physically, well, prior to starting dialysis, I was physically much stronger than I am now. Um, my body didn't ache in as many places. And it's not just dialysis, it's just getting older as well, I'm sure. But they're just changes that you go through. Um, one of those changes is the ability to urinate. Um, I'm no doctor. I'm just telling you my story. But before starting dialysis, I can remember going to the bathroom a whole bunch of times a day. Just quick pees. Just and done. And didn't think nothing of it. Didn't think nothing of my kidney situation. But those were my body telling me, buddy, is going down. And... You, I remember it now thinking, oh my God, I should have caught the messages that my body was giving me. And maybe I could have, you know, taken the medicine my doctor gave me and, and uh, gave myself a little more time, but I didn't. And so now my ability to urinate is minuscule at best. Occasionally, and you know, it's, it's just, Totally inappropriate, but I'm going to share it with you anyway. Occasionally, I go in the bathroom, and I'm standing there, and nothing happens. But I've gotten the urge, that feeling you get when you have to urinate, you have to pee. And then sometimes I go in there, and it's two little drops, boop, and it's disheartening. And then every once in a while, I'll get a nice sprinkle. And you should see the look on my face, the excitement that I have from peeing. And, you know, my wife will, if my wife's home and she hears, she's like, all right, baby. And it's just, it's almost a game-like to us because you have to make the joy where you can. And that's a change that's been very difficult. Um, for me, and I see how it was difficult for the gentleman to hear it uh, in dialysis. Um, we associate our virility and our strength from certain things about us. And I hate to say it, but when things start going down, your ability to pee is one of those areas. 
So for those of you who are thinking about taking those medicines or thinking about doing, you know, what the doctor tells you to do to avoid dialysis, do it. You may not avoid it forever, but you may prolong your ability to do certain things that you like. And no one likes to pee. No one enjoys it. But, you know, that's something that when you don't have it, you wish. You know, and I think about small things like going, uh, applying for jobs now and the drug test, the the drug screen. And how the hell am I going to make some urine for you when I, I don't urinate now? So that's. A hill I'll have to die on later on because you'll have to disclose some things that you probably don't want to and let people know some things about you that you wish you could avoid telling them. And there may be a way around it and I'll have to research that and see what it is. But you also have to have company buy-in on some things because they may replace a urine screen with some kind of blood screen but that may cost them more so it's got to be committed to you you know there's lots of ways around things but they all cost money so that's a big change your ability to or your the strength of or the power of your urination while we're down in that area um erectile dysfunction can be a byproduct of losing your ability to pee in dialysis. I don't know how they're related on a scientific level. Uh, I just know that it's much more difficult, much more challenging uh, for me for things to work the way they worked 20 years ago. Um, I watch TV shows about, you know, young people and their life and their strong viral cells and they're ready to go all the time and everybody's having sex and banging and all that kind of stuff and I think to myself man if I could just have that 20 year old body just just for a couple days and and my wife and I have talked about it and it's not the same by any stretch of the imagination but I think what we have begun to do that we didn't do before, and this is going to sound crass, we were fucking before, we make love now, and our intimacy is different. We're closer. We understand each other better. But if I could just find the right pill. (laughs) And I've tried a bunch, and tried a bunch of different... um, erectile dysfunction pills, some over-the-counter, some at the little sex shop, some I've gone to the doctor for. They all tell you that there's a byproduct for kidneys, good or bad, um, in, in, in those drugs. But that's another byproduct. And so be prepared for it, married couples, those of you who are out there enjoying life and slinging that thing all over the place, uh, man or female, just make sure that you understand that there are going to be changes. Things that would snap up may not snap <laughs> anymore. Um, and be prepared for that. 
because you have to live your life um, with those challenges. And working around it may not give you the fruit that you want. Believe me, I've got drawers full of stuff that uh, we've tried. Um, <clears throat> I tried a hormone medication to increase testosterone. It was a gel that I put on my arm. Didn't do anything for me. Uh, Cialis, Viagra, and all kinds of these pills and creams and things that are supposed to help you. They have not helped. Um, however, the good part about Richard is that I learned other ways to to do things. And that helps a lot. Uh, for me and for particularly for my wife. And you have to learn those things. You have to put forth the effort to learn bodies and minds and spirits and souls so that you can enjoy one another. Um, Yeah, granted, in my mind, there's still going to be a weekend somewhere down the road where I'm going to rock her world. Hey, I, I, I have all the tools and accessories in in our drawer to to help with that. It just takes time to do it. And sometimes when, you know, wife's going to work and I'm sitting here and dialysis on and off and you you come home, you just you just want to spend time together. You know, sometimes we just sit in the bed, watch TV and hold hands. And it's different and level of intimacy than it was before because we're talking, we're laughing, we're joking with each other and having fun. But it's not... This is going to sound crazy. It's not left leg, right shoulder kind of fun. But uh, that's another way your body will change or may change as you start or are you after you're on dialysis. The other diseases... Or illnesses that can creep up on you can be another change. I've never been a sick, sickly kind of person until dialysis. Yeah, granted, with my dialysis, prior to starting dialysis, I had two strokes. And so <clears throat> my physical strength, uh, my mental acuity, my mental ability uh, has, in my mind, changed. I feel changed. Um, looking at my fistula arm, it is uh, a little more swollen than my other arm. Um, but that's because I've had so many other surgeries on it, uh, putting in grafts, uh, burning off fistulas, um, having angiograms and angioplasties, um, getting chest casts put in and taken out and, you know, ultrasounds and Scans and all kinds of things have happened. And so physically, uh, I'm not the same. I remember coming home from the hospital after being in there for a few weeks. And coming home and even walking my dogs uh, made me short of breath. And that was just, I had not been able to do things while I was in the hospital, so... Um, You're sitting in the bed waiting for the doctor to show up. Occasionally you get up and walk around the the ward or the area. But it's a very 
lay in the bed and kind of relax kind of thing sometimes when you're in the hospital. They don't encourage you to get up if um, you've got certain ailments, issues about you. Now, now with COVID in the hospital, I'm pretty sure they tell you sit your ass down. <laughs> and so it's a, a different world now uh, with COVID in, involved in everything than it was before. But your ability to urinate, your sexual ability, um, physically your body just starts to change. Um, as you're taking medication, your body starts to change. Um, I can remember going in the bathroom and uh, pooping and, you know, two, three minutes in and out. Now, I'm taking my phone, I'm putting on headphones, I am relaxing in there and, you know, drives my wife crazy when I go to the bathroom because that means whatever TV show we're watching, you need to watch something else because I'm not coming back for a minute. And it's, it's, my bathroom has become a place of peace for me because I can close out everything else. In my world, um, washing clothes, doing dishes, cleaning the apartment, taking care of the dogs, taking care of my wife, making breakfast. I can close that out in the bathroom, and it's just me, YouTube, Netflix, Hulu, and my headphones, and or whatever game I'm watching. I've become very good because I can play a game, watch Netflix, listen to something on my headphones. And use the bathroom, clean up, and all that kind of stuff at the same time. So you have to, or you'll begin to adapt in unique ways. But it's definitely become a a place of peace and quiet for me. A place where I can think, um, relax a little bit. And... just not dwell on things. A good part about using the bathroom is that you're busy. So sometimes you don't think too much while you're sitting in the bathroom for me. Um, so there are going to be different changes, um, different things about your body. If you're diabetic, keep an eye on your feet uh, for diabetic neuropathy um, where you're kind of numb out and and dead up. Um, Keep an eye on the coloration. Um, I've seen people lose legs and arms because of the blackness. Um, That's your body dying or pieces of your body dying. Keep an eye on that. Mental acuity is something for me that's very important. Um, And the ability to think and, and do the things that I used to be able to do mentally. Um, I ran schools. I ran career uh, educational facilities. And as much as I would love to go walk back in and start that again, I don't think mentally I can. So I've been looking at jobs, looking at things that I can do and not struggle and stress out 
So remember that there are different jobs that you can do. Some people continue to do their original job. Um, you, your body will react to things differently. Some, some of us have <clears throat> a different mentality. And so we'll push ourselves a little differently. Some of us have physical jobs and it, if it doesn't, if you don't go to work, you don't eat. And so sometimes you have to just get past your own inability. <clears throat> like I said, my, my arm strength is different than it was before. Um, but occasionally when something's got to get done, I got to do it. And <clears throat> my back will hurt me for a couple of days after because I ain't 20 no more. But you have to, you have to judge for yourself what you can do and learn your body, learn your spirit, learn your mind so that you can do the things that you would like to be able to do. But your body will change and you have to be prepared for it. Um, Sitting in a dialysis chair for three to four hours, that's a change. Um... <clears throat> what you watch on TV or, or stream or what have you, that changes. So be prepared. Research. Look on your dialysis unit website. See those things. Look up from American Kidney Fund or the Americans for Kidney Disease or what have you. Those things will happen to many of us. But be prepared. Be forewarned. And you may have other things that happen. Um, This is not a catch-all. And the thing about going through this process is there are going to be different things that different people experience for whatever reason. But the one thing that I will continue to urge you all to do is ask questions. Your doctors, your nurses, your techs, whomever you're working with, ask questions. We have a habit of not asking questions. And just going on Facebook and asking a question. But ask your doctors. Get a professional opinion. Because some of these things can be avoided. Some of these things can be worked around. Everything's not an all-end-all type of situation. My name is Richard Covington. This has been Dialysis Diaries. Thank you for joining me, and have a good day.